is Clayton Howe's Entertainment X. For this episode, I chat with Tyler Peck, and we cover a little bit of everything from her injury to the New York City Ballet, how it's okay to say no, and focusing on one's best self. So I hope you enjoy this bite-sized episode with Tyler Peck. We're back. I'm Clayton Howe, and today with me on Zoom is Tyler Peck. Tyler, thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me. I have so many questions about your your dance career, your ballet career. Uh, before we get to the New York City Ballet or any of that, I want to take it back to the beginning of time for you. What were your entertainment dreams growing up? Hmm. I think I always dreamed that I wanted to be on Broadway or in a TV show. I think those are my biggest aspirations. Was there a particular moment in time when you decided that this would be what you would do, that entertainment would be your your career? You know, I kind of always danced, so that was always a part of my being. Um, but I think when I did the Radio City Rocket Christmas Spectacular in California, I remember thinking, oh my goodness, I want to be a rocket or I want to be on Broadway someday. So that was when I was nine years old. Um, I think that was when I had that dream of maybe moving to New York City to do something. What did your what did your parents teach you about work ethic? Uh, yeah, my mom was I'm very, I'm very um, I'm inspired, I guess, to say, and that she really instilled a very good work ethic in me from a very young age. Um, my sister and I both were told kind of to put 110% into whatever we did or just don't do it. Um, that was the way our household was. It was, you know, there's a million people that want to maybe have a dance career. And if you don't love it and you're not going to really work hard, then um, don't fill that spot up. Yeah. And that was the same for my sister. So I'm, I'm really happy. I've, I've always had an extremely hard like work ethic. And I think it came from her for sure. <laughs> was, was there or is there any developed self-talk on like pushing through the pain or pushing through to do that 110 percent and not give up? I don't think so. I mean, there were some days I lived in Bakersfield, California, and my grandmother would actually drive me to dance, which was three hours away from my house, five days a week. So it was three hours there, three hours back. And my grandmother would do it because my mother needed to work as well as my dad in order for you know us to be able to afford that type of living um, with so much driving and gas and everything. So for me, sometimes I would be really tired and say, you know, mom, I don't want to do the drive today. It wasn't that I didn't want to go dance. It was just the drive was really hard. And, you know, my mom just always said, you know, you'll have fun once you're there. And she was so right. Like, I love the studio I was at. I got the best training. Um, so I, I'm also happy that she kind of didn't let me just say, I don't want to do this today. And her say, okay. You know, she just was like, no, let's go. You're going to have fun, I promise. And I always did. I love that. I love that. What did What did your parents teach you about kindness? Oh, kindness. That's very important in my family. I think that my mom would always say, if, if I ever come to New York, you know, now, 
now that you were because I, I moved here when I was 11 first for a year to do the Music Man on Broadway. Yeah. Um, but then I moved officially when I was 14 to live in the dorms. And so I was kind of living on my own without my family, but in the dormitory. And mm. every time she visited, you know, she always said, like, if there if I ever get a sense that you're not being yourself or who we raised you for, like you're on your way home right away. And um, you know, luckily I just had parents that were very kind to each other and treated us with kindness. So I think it, it just kind of rubbed off. I love that. In your in your in your dance career, have you or, or do you have any mentors? And are there any standout pieces of advice from those mentors? Mm, yeah, I would definitely say um, Heather Watts, who was a former principal ballerina with the New York City Ballet. Um, she's definitely been a, a big mentor of mine and kind of been with me when I very first kind of at like 17, she kind of started watching me and kind of helping me and coaching me. And one of the best advice that she gave me was like, you learn all the roles to go on stage and break them. <laughs> and I didn't quite know what that meant. Um, but you know, the more artistically like mature I got in the company, I totally understood that it's like, you know. You work on the technique and you do as the rehearsal director tells you, but when you're out there, you're just in the moment. So you just dance, you know, and if, if there's something that you forget about, it doesn't matter because you're, you're on stage and you just have to trust that like the technique is there and just kind of be present. Yeah. Yeah. What has, what has dance in particular ballet taught you about discipline, self-discipline? Discipline is seriously needed in this line of work. <laughs> I mean, you know, the fact that the fact that I like I was telling you that I was driving three hours to dance and back and, you know, I was having to do my school in the car on the way because I would have to leave at lunchtime in order to get to dance. So, you know, in order to like be a straight A student in school, have my dance ability training up, you know, it. it it takes a lot of sacrifices, but I think ballet kind of teaches discipline in a way, you know, it's such mm -hmm. a demanding art form. And in order to improve, you really have to pay attention and listen. And um, I think that carries over into every aspect of, of life, which is nice. Yeah. Going back to the music, man, was there, were there any standout moments that taught you a lesson or any interesting conversations or things you would witness being on Broadway with these, these veterans <laughs> who were doing the thing at the highest level? You know, I had, it was such a family. Um, I've done a few Broadway shows since. Um, and I will say I definitely have the nicest um, crew. So it comes from the top, which was Susan Stroman um, and it was really a family. I think it was also a family show, you know, so there was a lot of kids involved and there was a lot of adults um, and they really looked out for us. I would do my, I remember one of the ensemble men would be like kind of my math tutor. Like we would do math um, during the first part of the show when I was off. And I also remember that one of the ensemble dancers taught me how to sew my point shoes for the first time because she had been a ballerina and she and I still sew the exact way she taught me I use dental floss and I sew along the line of my like stitch of the shoe so 
things like that I'll never kind of forget. Sure, sure, sure. Is there is there a particular project that has taught you a significant amount about yourself? Hmm. I think like my, actually my injury um, taught me the most about myself, which I guess came from New York City Ballet. Yeah. Um, so I think it, a New York City Ballet, um, I've been there now 16 years and it's... Um, definitely very demanding on the body. And I think that we get so used to being able to do what we love, but when we don't have it, it's, it's really hard, you know, and I had a nine month, really severe neck injury. And I think I learned the most about myself in that time when I couldn't be a ballerina. And I was just like, what is my identity without ballet? Mm -hmm. Yeah. What was the, what was the self-talk for you during that time? How did you how did you stay positive to increasing the positivity through that? It was actually quite hard because, um, I was told I might like never dance again because my neck injury was so bad that I really had to give in to the unknown, which like ballerinas are not good at. Like we like to know we're used to being told what to do, like meeting steps, and if you were going to tell me I was injured, if you would give me a timeline, that would have been fine. You know, even if it was like, okay, in a year, you'll be better. Sure. But with this injury, it was like, we don't know if it's going to get better. And that was really hard for me because I didn't know. It was very much like this was very uncertain, very unknown. So I just kind of had to give in to, to that and just kind of let myself heal and I eventually did which was I was I'm super grateful for and I get to dance again but I think I just had to say to myself you know like I had to keep my hopes up but I also had to say look I've had a wonderful career so far I'm not gonna give up um but in the back of my head I had to kind of be okay also with the fact that if that was the last time I danced like that was gonna be it you know so I had to focus on the other parts of my life. And that's what I did. I, I jumped into, you know, fashion, what I designed um, my leotards for. And I, we wrote a children's book, me and my friends. So I, I got to focus on other things that I don't have time for necessarily all the time. Did you find, um, did you find a new discovery in what happiness means to you or, you know, like reasons for being, and, and having, cause especially with performance, everything, everything we do is within the career field. So if that's gone for some, what else is there? And like you said about creating the, the, you know, the leotards and the, and the children's book, did, did you find yourself being happier as a result of that? I don't think I was happier because I think for me, my full self includes dancing like I don't feel whole unless I'm able to move I've always expressed myself that way so there definitely felt like there was a piece missing but I was able to focus on things that maybe necessarily don't always get my full attention and you know I have an amazing family and I think that getting some more family time, which I left home so young was really nice because I had the injury and the pandemic. And it felt like I got, you know, like these two and a half years somehow with my family that I didn't have when I was growing up. So I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Do you, you move every day and do you have favorite music 
that you move to or dance to? Oh yeah, I definitely have to move every day. Um, I did take a vacation for like three days recently and I came back and my body hurt so bad. Oh, and no. I said to our physical therapist, I was like, oh my gosh, I think I can't take this time off anymore. I think I always have to do a ballet bar wherever I go. She's like, I think so. Um, my favorite music is kind of all over the place. Like sometimes when I'm at home or I, I will always turn on like Dan and Shay, like I like country, mm. but then I go from like, I love Adele. Sometimes it's um, Taylor Swift. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of, and I love R&B. So I, I kind of hit all over the map. I'm not really a rap girl. I'll say that. <laughs> okay. Okay. Do you do, um, do you meditate or is dance your meditation is movement? I don't meditate. Um, but sometimes like if I'm, my neck flares up or I'm having, you know, um, like anxiety or pain, I will lay on my back and do some like breathing exercises. So that mm. might be part of meditation. But for me, I've, I've never meditated. Mm. Do you do you view uh, achievement and fulfillment separately or one in the same? Or do you find a balance between the two of those uh, making achievements and being fulfilled? Mm. I don't. I don't think necessarily. I think sometimes achievements are a, what will I say? Achievements kind of make you feel like you're on the right path. Maybe it makes, it kind of shows that you're being recognized in the dance world maybe, but I don't think that achievements alone can fully fulfill yourself because, you know, you could be so lonely at the top too. You know, you could have all the accolades in the world and still not, feel fulfilled inside um so i don't think i view them as the same actually i think achievements are a nice little like token of a um like a nod like okay yeah you're doing okay but it's not really like the true the true fulfillment i think yeah do you have um like an, an apparent failure or a favorite failure that set you up for future success <laughs> when you said a parent failure, I was like, oh, I know this thing that I'm horrible at that everybody always laughs at, but that didn't set me up for success. So okay. um, <laughs> let me see. Um, I, I, one thing in my dancing that I, I didn't feel was very good was it's called Porter Bra, which is your upper body. Mm. And that was something I, I, I didn't feel was really good when I got into the company, but because it wasn't good it made me work extremely hard at it. And now I feel like it's one of my best assets. So I think sometimes when you, you know, aren't as good at something, it sometimes makes you work or pay attention to that specifically. And then it can become one of your greatest gifts. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's so true. Do you have, um, do you have favorite books, most gifted books or books you enjoy frequently? Uh um, you know what? I'm not really much of a reader. I honestly always just read for school. The only books that I really like obsessed over was the Harry Potter books. Oh, I read them so God. fast. I've, I've read them twice now. Yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's good. It's They're a great so selection. Good. <laughs> uh, yeah. Metaphorically speaking, if you could put a word or a phrase on a billboard for millions of people to see, does anything come to mind? Mm, that's a good question I think for me when I was injured the thing I learned the most was it's okay to say no mm. and I think that that 
in my field, um, you know, we're always wanting to, to please the director, please the rehearsal rep director, you know, whoever's teaching you, please yourself. And I think what I learned was like, you can't always please everyone. And you have to really focus on what is important to you. And there's going to be some times where, you know, I get asked to dance a lot of places and I used to always say yes. Like, yes, of course I will. Yes, of course I will. Mm. Um, And then finally there would be some times where I was like, you know what, now I have to be really good to my body and not 15 anymore. I can't do everything. So I have to choose the right ones. And it would have been so hard for me to say no before, but now I'm okay with it. I I think there's power in that. There's power to be choosy and power for what works for you and to focus more on, you know, pleasing yourself as opposed to just like every, everybody else. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that there's a lot of power in the, you know, it's okay to say no. So maybe that would be a good billboard. I like that. Yeah. It's, it's key. That's, that's a, it's one of the secrets to happiness, <laughs> being able yeah. to say no. So uh, yeah. during this time, as we, as we wrap up here, this is such a wonderful snippet of a conversation. I'm so glad we could chat today. So thank you for joining. I'm curious, are there any changes you've made recently that have increased positivity and decreased negativity in your life? Hmm. I think that also in my line of work, you know, we're always in front of the mirror, constantly looking at ourselves. It's very easy to compare yourself to the next dancer. And I think that's something that's always stuck with me and something I just try to remind myself, you know, because we all kind of fall back into patterns. It's just that every single ballerina is different. Like there's room for all of us. We're not the same. I may not have the highest extension, but I'm able to move really quickly and maybe that other ballerina can't do that. So I think it's always just focusing on your best self. Mm. Um, for me has always really increased like my positivity. And I think that sometimes I just need to remind myself of that. <laughs> we all that. need reminders. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I'll take, I'll take the reminder. So thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this has been such a great conversation, Tyler. Thank you for joining. Is there anything uh, else you want to add here today before we wrap up? I don't think so. I enjoyed it so much. People of the world, Tyler Peck. You've been listening to Entertainment X, the podcast. You can follow Entertainment X on Instagram at underscore Entertainment X underscore. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join Clay next week for another curiosity conversation on Entertainment X. Thank you for listening.